<laughs> the camera was worth it to go on the bourbon trail. <laughs> worth every penny. I need some sunglasses. Right, it is. Canada needs to get their shit together, man. No shit. Like that is that. Like it's bad enough they gave us Bieber. But then they started fucking wildfire. Yeah. Like meth. Then they start. <laughs> then they set their fucking country on fire. I mean. They were they were one of the strictest countries lockdown wise for COVID stuff, and Justin Trudeau became like a a dictator, a radical dictator, like dictator. That country is in, in shambles right now. You need to get your shit together, Canada. Canada. So Liz said that they uploaded pictures for this house, but I'm not seeing anything, like, new. Anyway. On the road again. Just can't wait to be on, on the road, road again. What happened to malls, man? Was it Amazon that killed malls? No. I, I don't know. I mean, I miss a good mall. Yeah. Like, like kid, our, our kids don't... Uh, oh, no, we still have a mall in, in Lancaster. But they're not like the malls we had. No, it doesn't have like a national record mart or the wall or any of those things, like the, the record stores where you actually go in and... What kind of record shops did you guys have here? Like, because like out west we had um, warehouse. So Warehouse we had, Records, and we had Tower Records. We didn't have Tower. Uh, like, when I was in Texas, they had... Um, shit, I can't remember what it was called. Hastings. Yeah. So Southwest we, was Hastings. Okay. We had we had NRM, which is National Record Mart. Uh-huh. And then we had The Wall. And The Wall was just... That was, that was it. It was, like, literally a wall of CDs. They didn't really put anything in the middle of the store. Oh, it was all just on the it periphery? All on the, yeah, and it was the wall, and that was the premise. It was you were going to, and sometimes there was one CD on the wall, 
for the band you wanted and they had to walk into the stock room to get the other CD. Oh, so they had all the stock like on the walls. Yeah, it was oh, okay. just all on the walls. Um, and they called it the wall. And they weren't terrible. Like National Record Mart was, they was like your your basic record store that you'd go into. Like it had, they had posters and cassettes and CDs and vinyl. And you could buy like little buttons and shit like that. Buttons and stickers and pins and all the goofy shit that you would wear to uh, Applebee's. <laughs> Trotsky's. Shenanigans? Yeah, shenanigans. And, but it was, but the wall was just, that's what all they had. It was just, it's basically just CDs and cassettes, more so CDs. And it was okay. But the prices were cheaper than National Record Mart. By like a dollar or two. Like, do you remember the, because I think I was having this discussion with my wife, like the, when you bought a CD, it came like in a, like a cardboard container. Ours were plastic, like the plastic safety containers. So you, like you couldn't shove them in your okay. pocket. So, is that what that was for? Yeah. It was, uh, they were security. They were oh. like security things. Like the, the thing was like a foot and a yeah. half long. Yeah. The cassettes used to be on those yeah. too. Yeah. Well, so no, before that, it was, it was the same length as that uh, security frame thing but it was a piece of cardboard and it was like a record jacket so it would have like the album cover then you flip it over on the back and it would be like it was it would be the equivalent to like the album liner oh no i didn't we didn't have those we had i don't remember seeing those like we had like the nine inch nails album downward spiral had a book in it like an actual book yeah like it was in the it was a double fold open case one side okay. had the cd and the other yeah. side had yeah that's when you knew book. you had a badass cd is when it was the different jewel case where yeah. they both where both sides opened up yeah that's when you knew it was it was worth more than 12 12.99 or whatever they were selling like before the back then. the the woodstock 1995 cd mm-hmm. is i think it's a three or four cd set and it's crazy like it's one single cd case i'm dating myself at this point it was super thick. So like it folded open once and then it folded open again and mm-hmm. then it folded open again and had like three or four CDs from all of the sets mm-hmm. that all the bands From each did. day. Yeah. It was, I think I still have it. I have to double check that. Was now. that the last one? No, they did like Woodstock in 98 and 99. But Which they, one was the one where like this shit just like imploded on itself? That was 1976. <laughs> No, that one was good because no, was, it became a free concert, and I, I, from what I, I, I always hear the stories of not eating the brown acid. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I need to have a conversation with my uncle. I, I it was in the '60s. I think my uncle was there. Um, yeah, you know, one of my uncles, Uncle Brian, like he he needs his own podcast because like he's just been through so much stuff. Like because he came up in that civil rights era. Oh yeah. And so but he was like big into funk and rock and all that stuff. So he like he's he this he gave me this picture. It's of Jimi Hendrix playing at the Baltimore Civic Center the weekend before he set the guitar on fire oh in San Francisco at that uh Monterey Music Festival. Yeah in in protest. Yeah I was like I was like what? He's like you're giving this to me and he was like yeah just have it. I was like no no you know you have you have two other sons He's like, no, I got plenty of these. I was like, are you sure? And like, I have it in so one of those. Frame it. And have yeah, it. it's framed and it's in one of those UV protected. Uh, yeah. Uh, frames. I was just like, holy! Like, I, I was like, I was baffled when he gave it to me. That's awesome. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, but I think the part of the reason he gave it to me is because he knew how much I would appreciate it, because he knows I might try like Hendrix. Hendrix is. He was good. He died young. Yeah. Was the Twenty Seven Club? Yep. 
what Hendrix, yeah. Morrison, Joplin, Joplin, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. They they were all. Was River Phoenix twenty seven? I don't know. He may have been a little younger. I feel like he was younger. Yeah, I, feel I, like he was I, younger. I have I have been. Me and Mel have been to the spot where he died. At the uh, was it the was it the Viper Room where he died? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think so. Then there, who was the the actor that drove his? James Dean. James Dean. Yeah, I think he was 27. Was Marilyn Monroe 27? Uh, she may have been older. I think she was a little bit older. I feel like she was like in her 30s, huh. like mid, like lower 30s, like 30, 32, 33, maybe. Hmm. But uh, no, the Woodstock thing. So they had the one in they had the one in the 60s. Yeah. And they redid it again, like with Limp Bizkit and Corn. And well, no, that so there was one before that. Was but there? the one I think the Limp Bizkit one is the one no. that where everything fucking went apeshit because I watched a documentary on it so of course I should remember this but that was the one where it just like where girls were getting assaulted and they were people were bre- steal, breaking into the ATM machines and I just remember it was at Griffiths Air Force Base um, oh that wasn't that was the one where everything came to a head was it was there a Woodstock 90 there were there's been I, I, I want to say in our lifetime well there were th- two or three Woodstock 94 was that was the this is the inside the craziest festival of the 90s and then there was yeah Woodstock 94 was the one not the 95 first. that was like Nine Inch Nails and Metallica and they like all the the bands of that era were and that was like the first one since like whatever 69 60 yeah and that was at Woodstock Georgia like that was at New York the the original location yeah um but then there was like a Woodstock I swear there was like a Woodstock there's a Woodstock 99 but I don't think there was one between 94 and 99 so was 99 the one where 91 I think 99 was where all the debauchery and shit was yeah. going on yeah, I think I yeah, watched. That's the one that like went to shit real yeah. quick. I think we watched that documentary during the the Panarinini. and um... oh, there's actually a documentary on it called Trainwreck on Netflix. Maybe that's the one that me and Mel yeah, watched. Woodstock '99. But, was the so yeah, I was show. in Japan, so I was. I don't. I don't think I even saw or heard any about. It, so. It's kind of uh, not a clear memory for me, but uh, I remember watching that documentary and then hearing about it, and then I was starting to piece stuff together. And I guess I never realized how bad it really was. Yeah, I heard. I did not watch that one, but I heard that one was a complete total shit show. But I did watch every day. I watched Woodstock '94, like up in my room, blaring music, getting yelled at by my mom. Because MTV covered that one. Yeah, MTV covered that, like, in its entirety. Yeah. Like, that's all they showed the entire time. I was like, this is fucking awesome. Yeah. I need to go there next year, and they didn't have it. And I was also a kid. Like, (laughs) they couldn't drive and had no money and could not buy a ticket to go to Woodstock. For, I think I was in Vegas in 94. But... I, I I said that I was gonna go, and I didn't. I think go. we all did. Look at it; can't cost that much. It's only <laughs> it's only five hundred dollars a person to go. 
I, I want to feel like looking back on it, that was like the first major multi-day festival that I can think of. There used to be one in Southern California called the US Festival, but like US Festival. Yeah. And that, it was in Glen Helen Park in Southern California. And I remember that one being like three or four days and that was just like all rock, essentially. Um, this is in the early 80s, like maybe 84, 83, somewhere around there. And that's the first music festival I remember ever hearing about, but then they would also have ones uh, like the K-Rock was like the big radio station yeah. in LA and they would do the K-Rock weenie roast and they would have like all these pop and punk bands and stuff like that but that was only like one day and uh yeah so the, there, there weren't a whole lot of uh multi-day festivals multi-day festivals the first real big one I remember is Lollapalooza yeah Lollapalooza how, how it like traveled around the country and it was multiple days yeah cause we cause well, I didn't work a Lollapalooza I used to work at a concert venue in Pittsburgh, or outside of Pittsburgh, in Bergenstown. So where you got punched in the face? Yeah, I've, I've been I've been assaulted several times. When you were a security guard, when right? I was yeah, when I worked security there, and so like Lollapalooza, we didn't do Lollapalooza because I don't think they had it there. But we did like Surge Fest, if you remember Surge Soda. Oh wow! Um, so we did like Surge Fest and Fish and Jimmy Buffett, like, and those were basically all day music festivals uh -huh. it wasn't just, but single day but single day stuff Ozfest I remember that um, Lilifair god that was <laughs> I would tell me about that one Jesus Christ Lilifair so well, well, for, well for people that are listening like tell them about Lilifair Lilifair was because it was around the same era as Lollapalooza right yeah. it was like the alternative to Lollapalooza I, no, if I remember no no well, it, I mean from a certain aspect it was though well I mean if you're a certain aspect they're all female artists with hairy armpits <laughs> Then, yeah, it was opposite. Well, I guess we should go back. So Lollapalooza. Was, um, it was alternative music, yeah. like an alternative music festival. Yeah, or mod rock or alternative rock is what they called it back in the day. But then this was stuff like what, Pearl Jam. Yeah. Uh, Pearl Jam. Ch Chili Peppers. Chili Peppers. Jane's Addiction. Uh, yeah, Jane's Addiction. Who else? Uh, why am I? Like Cracker. The stuff yeah. you would probably hear on Buzzbin on MTV. Yeah. That, that sort of stuff. It was like, it was 90s, 90s rock at that time. I don't know if, like, Nirvana was, like, in that groove. I never saw Nirvana. But I, I feel like, oh, Sun Temple Pilots. Yeah. So it wasn't, like, hard. Alice in Chains. Yeah. It wasn't hard, to, so to speak, but it was, like, stuff. That, a lot of stuff that was being played on the radio that was considered alternative rock. Yeah. Yeah, it was like grungy alternative rock. Yeah, that um, Seattle but sound. Lilith Fair was. It was. Was it multi day? Uh, no, it was one day. Okay. It was a one day thing. It was all female artists. Cool. But even like the shops and everything, like the vendors, it was all focused towards women, right? Yeah, it was all focused towards women. Women run. It was yeah. women. Yeah, it was. And which is, you know, great idea. That's pretty cool. I'm all, yeah. I'm all for like women empowerment. I'm. You know, girl dad. Yeah. Um, same here. But it's it like fish, the fish concerts, those concerts Everybody smelled. Smelled awful. Yeah. The people smelled like but fish. That went to go see fish. You're smelling dirty hippies. like dirty hippie balls and vagina <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> Lilifair, you had a combination of dirty hippie chicks. 
not a whole lot of dudes around. Yeah. So it was a lot of like just it was fishy. It was a little fishy. Uh, was that no? That wasn't where. Uh... But it was. I'm trying to think of like art. It was like Tori Amos and Sarah McLaughlin. Sarah McLaughlin. I want to say like Hole was there. Uh, I think Hole did. Yeah, I think Hole did uh, the one the one year that I that I because I I went to it twice. So like L7 had to be there. L7. Uh, um, the four non blondes. Okay. Did that shit. Uh, Trying to, uh, there's a name that's on the tip of my tongue that I can't think of, and it's like, another multi-girl band. I'm oh, Veruca Salt. Veruca Salt, but no, it's a, a, a individual soloist like like uh, Sarah McLaughlin. I can't think. Uh, ironic. Who did ironic? Oh, uh, right. Alanis Morissette. Alanis Morissette. So she was there. You know, she did it, and it was. I mean, it was for the most part. It was a good show. Mm-hmm. Oh, Meredith but, Brooks. Yeah, the the women. You think. Like fights with guys are bad. Oh, the chicks were getting in fights. Oh fuck yes! It ain't peace, love, and happiness. It was there was there was I mean, some scrapping going on. There was a lot of scrapping, and it wasn't just scrapping. Wait, were you working or were you? I was working. Okay, yeah. there was it was like women latching onto hair and not letting go. Like no matter how much you tried to pick this pick up, you know this wafer thin model looking <laughs> chick with bad teeth. Like and try to carry her off. She did not let go of the grass what, of what, the fat chick that she got into a fight with over like is jumping like, the line at the back. Is it like how you, when your kids are toddlers, when they go to sleep, they triple in mass, that sort of thing? No, no, no. It was, it was. She was still very lightweight to pick up. Oh, but the grip. But it was her kung fu grip <laughs> on the the woman's weave that she just would not let go of. Wow. Like, was it over like did someone drop a joint or something? No, it was over like this. It, I mean, this particular one. This, particular. This, this particular yeah. fight because there were several that I was not a part of, but this particular fight that I was a part of, like this oversized lady was high as shit, drunk off her ass, and she just. Just, just for clarification, we are a body positive uh, show. Some bodies. I'm positive that some bodies don't need to be out there showing their things. <laughs> and we're canceled. <laughs> no, it's it was just, she was a heavier chick, and she was drunk and high, and she basically stumbled, like cut the line of the bathroom. Oh, yeah. But not by like she yeah, didn't but, like. But you don't you don't cut the line for a bathroom period, men or women. No. It's not cool. But she just wasn't really paying attention, and she just kind of stepped in line. And this other, this woman behind her, just lost her shit. She wasn't about that. Wasn't long. But But there was a line. But there was a line. But also, order had been established. She did not go to the front of the line at the door. It was like three people back. Like there's three people left in line. She just kind of like, oh well, just you know, I'm going to go stand in line. And this woman just lost her shit. Like grabbed her by the back of the head and started punching her in the side of the face. Wow. And she was just a scrappy little, I mean, she couldn't, she couldn't weigh like 110 pounds. Soaking wet. Yeah. I mean, she was a scrappy little girl beating the shit out of this woman who's like 170, 180. In the 90s, that wasn't fit. That was... That was just big. Big. So, I mean, she just started like hitting her in the side of the head. You know, we come over and like, I just, I just like picked her up and she like had a hold of her hair. It would not let go of her hair. I'm like, would you fucking let go of her? She's like, I ain't letting, fuck that bitch. She's, I'm like, let go of her fucking hair. 
So he like, and then he had another guy come in, and he like starts prying her fingers off. Of oh, her so hair. she she was about it. Oh yeah, she was all about it. She she said not only was she throwing hands, she was throwing fists. She was kicking and screaming. But I mean, she did some damage to this lady's face. Like it started bruising and swelling almost immediately. Wow. I was like, so she had to go get medical attention, and then the other girl got you know arrested for assault. I was like, was it worth it? Because don't for, you piss on me. The, yeah, that was going to be my other question. Like, did she? Hopefully, in the midst of the kerfuffle, she did not like pee on somebody. No, no one. Luckily, no one relieved themselves. But it was. It's like working at a concert venue is something special. Like that's. In some cases, it takes a special kind of person to put up with someone's bullshit. Because you get a lot of bullshit. Yeah. Speaking of bullshit, here's Frank. Oh. Connect a phone. Ciao, Strozzo. You used to dream. You used to read Word Up magazine. Yeah. MLK had a dream too. Yeah. Jesus. I had a dream. That I was. That I was proud of you. <laughs> That's why it's called a dream, Frank. Yes, the, the Frank Cam is going to be, uh, that'll be on the list for uh, your OnlyFans. Uh, you sound like Darth Vader. Darth Vader? <laughs> I am your daddy. Mm, so, when, when are you going to be here? Uh, next Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah, we're leaving. Yeah, we're we're leaving. We're leaving next week, uh, next Thursday, to get there. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> if you want to find all your jokes dead. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, we just uh, we stopped at Louisville and had lunch. Uh, go. We're a little over two hours away. That's pretty good. We went to a really great Italian. Yeah, we program. went to this. We went to this really good Italian restaurant. Really yeah, yeah, it's called. Uh, we we felt like family there. Yeah, we felt like family. It was like, like yeah, it was o Olive Garden. They, they said it was authentic, <laughs> authentic Tuscan cuisine. <laughs> I took the tour of Italy. <laughs> Uh, dance, not danger. <laughs> uh, are you there now at the venue? No, uh, now I'm going to become the truck. Uh, you know, a lot of things Oh, okay. Bye. Yeah, yeah, I think we're just gonna we're gonna go straight to the venue. Yeah. Okay. And then we'll meet. We'll probably be there about five o'clock. They call me, you call me, you send me the message by Frank. Then, while we are talking about how to use the street, they send me a message from the truck company. Uh huh. We finish the street, I call the truck company, we're like, we don't have a truck for you. This is, this is this, this is not the first time they've done this to us. Dude, it's the second time. Yeah. 
did I found? I finally found the truck, dude, man, and being like, the last time it's two hours, I might sleep the soft, I slept the solid six. So, <laughs> a little bit over caffeinated in this moment. Yeah. Did they, does it have a lift? Yeah. Okay. Good. So it looks like, like not only that, like, Chunk should have been here today. Yeah. Now UPS is saying that the box of Chunk is arriving fast. So I had to find Chunk. Chalk? The person had to bring me the Chunk. Oh, okay. Chalk. The person Chalk. The person had to bring me the Echo Bike broke two of them. So I had to find four Echo Bikes. It was like, we did Like wow. this year, like, yeah. Okay. Come on, give me a day then. You're going to have a day, brother. Do what? Do you have money, Prince? Uh, nah, I, uh, I, I'm actually picking one up in Knoxville. Yeah, let's go. So I can print money. <laughs> Alright, man. Okay. I'll see you later. Alright, later. See you, Frank. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank. Frank. I had a dream. Yeah. So did MLK. <laughs> cancel. 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 Oh, cancel. That's my favorite. So, getting back to so women beating each other up at Lilith Fair. Well, I was I was saying that it's like working at a concert venue takes a special type of person. Like so. I, I my experience my work at concert venues is like on the stage being a backline support tech. Yeah. So I'm up there, you know, laying cable. Yeah, you are. <laughs> no, but like, you know, setting up uh, drum kits and mics and all yeah. that other stuff, and you know, getting artists on and off the stage. So for me, like the the annoying part is like when the artists bring their friends and they're not credentialed. And they or, stand in the fucking way. Yeah, and they stand in the way, or they or they want all these people on the stage, or they want to do an extra song, or like, you know, an artist shows up late, you know, which is pretty common, and unfortunately, I have to say, in the hip-hop community. Um, the couple artists that I work with, though, that I was very thankful for and grateful for, um, in terms of their punctuality and their professionalism, T-Pain... <laughs> Little Wayne, uh, um, Juice World, R.I.P. Dude showed up like right on time. He was he was grossly apologetic because he missed a flight. Oh. He stayed on as long as he possibly could. Like we had to literally kick him off the stage. Uh, so and he and he and he apologized and thanked everybody backstage again when he was leaving, which was like that was very that was that was genuine. You know, yeah. it, it wasn't he wasn't trying to be. Uh, patronizing or anything so that was really cool experience um Wiz Khalifa fucking to the minute dude on time off time had his uh, the craziest shit so you know he's a big weed smoker he's got weed named after him yeah but um they had he had a bunch of make-a-wish kids that were that were that that were on the stage like so there's like a part of the stage that the audience can't see but like they have special guests and stuff like that yeah and it was all these make a wish kids like on this side of the stage and they were just having the time of their fucking life well, they were and high I was, as hell and I was like this is some shit I never would have put together you know make a wish kids wanting to see Wiz Khalifa but you know what God bless them both of them and they were all Steelers fans. <laughs>
black and yellow, son. <laughs> and um, the fucking the Molly Percocet dude. Oh, uh, oh shit. Uh, the song, the song's Mask Off. Yeah, Mask um, Off. Uh, and now I can't think because I listen to it yeah. like every other week. But like, I was Lonely Wolf. Lonely Wolf. No. Uh, but I was really like it was like military precision dude like manager came up you know like 15 minutes before he was supposed to get on stage um, future yeah future uh, manager came up hey I'm so and so blah blah you know he's like these are the people that we have on stage these are all the dancers blah 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 and like he would just like tell us all the people who we need to know he's like anybody that does not have one of these stickers do not let them anywhere on stage me, me and my buddy were like damn dude Cool. This is this is fucking awesome. You're doing my job for me. Yeah, he came, uh, you know, the you know his, his intro music came on, and then like boom, like to the second, like he walks out on stage. His, his dancers were really cool because they were like running off and on and off the stage. They were jumping off the stage into the pit, and come, wow. and they kept coming back around. I kept looking. I'm like, how do you? How, what the hell happened? What are you guys doing back here? And they would run back on the stage to dance and stuff like that. And at the very end, like you know, he dapped us all up. He was like, thanks, man. It was an awesome, great show. You know, we you know appreciate you. And the manager was like, hey, man, thanks. You guys did a great job. Blah blah. I was like, man, see, that's the, like the yeah. where like other artists, which I won't name, just like show up late, leave early, um, just all kinds of disorganized. And it just like and, and, and it, it frustrates me from the audience perspective because they paid a lot of money to, to be there. Right. And you you know you're supposed to play an hour set and you're shorting these people like 20 minutes. Now 20 minutes that's like five songs. Yeah, we're talking to you, Easy. <laughs> Eric, right? You hear me? Um, art, artists that I mean, aside from the hip hop artists, another group. Well, another artist uh, that really like impressed me, like just wasn't expecting it, was Machine Gun Kelly. Oh yeah, dude, he he, he was the he was the headliner for that night, so he didn't go on till like nine o'clock. Dude showed up at like one, did a sound check, stayed there. His whole band stayed there. He was there so long, I forgot he was there. He was in his he was in his trailer. I just remember looking out one time. He's standing there, you know, shirtless as always, eating cereal. Just talking to people, taking selfies. Like I was like, this motherfucker is unreal. Like he was just the coolest dude. And uh, there was another band that wanted to come up on the, that had performed earlier in the day. And uh, like once a band goes off the stage, you're not supposed to let them back on, especially if they're like one of the opening acts. Right. And they're like, come on, man, just let us up there. And I'm like, man, I can't let you up there. And then um, they look at him like, Kells, Kells, you know, cook us up. And, he, and I look at him and Kelly's like, it's cool. And I was like, all right. I mean, <laughs> but, if he says so, it's his show. But yeah. the dude, like, he plays multiple instruments. He think he played the piano and the guitar in that show. At the same time? No, I, I, with his toes. But the, the thing that gets lost in his music, like when you listen to it, is his band is super talented. Um, his drummer... He's got a. He's from Ohio. Really crazy story. Like he dropped out of high school to go play full time for um, for MGK. Uh, like they're all, they're all just really talented as a band, and it just I think it kind of gets overshadowed just by you know all things that are MGK. Yeah. I was. I'm not a. I don't know. I, have, I don't think. I, I don't think I've ever listened to anything from from Kelly. I didn't listen to anything until after that show. I worked with them. 
because I was like, man, I really need to check him out. I just heard about the beef between him and Eminem. This I'm was like, right when that, that guy. This is right when that happened too, because the first song he did was Rap Devil. <laughs> like when he came out, and everybody was feeling it, man. And uh, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna check this dude out. I'm gonna give him a shot. And his music's all right, you know. Like his newer stuff is more punky. Because he's working with Travis Barker, so obviously, yeah, so it's gonna if be, you're going to do that, you know, it's going to be a... It's going to be more yeah. Blink-182. Yeah, Blinkish. But, um, yeah, his other stuff before that, uh, like, it's a... Just give it a listen, you know, it's... I may give it a listen, yeah. we'll see. I, the only, like, when I worked concerts, we didn't really interact with the... the Artists, yeah. Like, I met, uh... Oh, the dude from Blues Travelers. The, oh, Popper? Yeah. I, I met him, um, John Papa... John Popper? I think it's Popper. Popper. John Popper, yeah. I met him. I met Ben... Um, ben Folds? No. God, I can't think of his name. No. Affleck? No, Affleck. Uh, Franklin? Nope. I wish. I don't remember. He was, he was just like... He was kind of a folk singer. Um, black folk singer style. Really good. Like, fantastic. Great guy to talk to. But then I also met, like, Dave Matthews. Hmm. That guy's a fucking asshole. Oh, really? Well, oh, he's South African. At this time, I mean, he was just—it was just like, it was at the Dave. It was at a Dave Matthews concert. So was was, this like at his peak? Yeah, it was like right around his peak. Like, so this is in like '99. Yeah. And I got put backstage, just backstage security. My job was basically just to stand there and make sure that when the artist came up from backstage. Like, no one rushed them. Yeah. Because the, the way that the... It wasn't like, you know, how you picture a backstage at, at Star Lake. It was like the buses and everything were parked right behind the stage. Yeah. They come right through a door and yeah, and that's, right there. That, that's mostly how okay. the stuff I work is because it's their festivals. Yeah, like this... and But this is a permanent structure. Okay. Like, type it's, a, it's an amphitheater. It's a permanent structure, but it... it there wasn't like buildings back here or anything like that that like people were hanging out in. Mm-hmm. And but there's like a little green room area. Then yeah. that and that's it. And that's where you know the artists would hang out there before and after their sets, whatever. Well, I'm standing there. My job is just to make sure that the only people in there are the artists, the talent, whoever that they take in with them. I'm standing there, and Dave Matthews like he kind of peeks his head out and he's like, "We need water." Okay. Go get that us you? some water. Yeah, yeah, me. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck if you need water. Like, go get water. He's like, I, he's like, well, we need you to go get water. I'm like, I'm not going to get water. Like, I have to stay here. Yeah. So then he got pissy and he called somebody. And then, like, the head of security comes over. And he's like, did he ask you to go get water? I'm like, yeah, I got to stay here, though. He's like, he asked you to go get water, just go get him water. I'm like, but I can't leave. I, like, this is a... Like, yeah, this is what I was told. This is what I was told to do. My prime directive. And, like, I, I was a Dave Matthews fan before that. Until then. Until that point. And I'm like, well, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like, what a prick. That's unfortunate. That's a that's a shitty thing to, like, oh, go get me water. Go get your own fucking water. Yeah. You have runners. You have people. You have a rider. Go get your own... You know, make sure you have enough water for all those, you know, college chicks in there you're trying to fucking bang. <laughs> But yeah, it was like I'm. Uh, I don't. I cannot confirm if it is actually if it was actually Jack Osborne or not. But we had a kid. It was about his age at the time. So this yeah. is ninety nine. So it's about his age. The kid. This kid comes up and he's. It's at Ozfest, and I'm inclined to say that it was not him. Mm-hmm. But he's like he's. 
full paint on his face, a, oh. a skull. So yeah, good luck trying to figure out if right. it's him or so, not. So, and he's just kind of a pudgy kid. And Jack Osborne was a pudgy kid when he was, you um, know, a teenager. Was that? Was the show called? Pudgy Kids. <laughs> yes. The Osbournes. Is that what it was called? I think so. Yeah. Okay. And uh, that was when, well, that was the Ozzy and, and Sharon. And, yeah. Yeah, the Osbournes. Sharon. It was like on VH1 or something. I think it was MTV. Or MTV. Yeah, same company. Yeah. Um, same, same, but different. But yeah, so like, he just comes up and he's like, I need to get to the pit. I'm like, no, you don't. He's like, do you know who I am? I'm like, I don't give a shit who you are. Yeah. He's like, I'm Jack Osborne. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, my, you know, my dad's Ozzy. This, this whole thing is my, I'm like, yeah, and okay, you're not getting into the pit. Come back with a pit pass. Yeah. Are you? I said, if your dad, if your dad's Ozzy and you need to get to the pit, you wouldn't be going through me to get to the pit. <laughs> Ipso facto. Yeah. And then the kid actually, he came back with a pit pass. I'm like, where the hell did you get that? Who'd you steal that from? Shit. And he's like, I got it from my dad. My dad. I'm like, bullshit. You're, whatever. So I can either confirm or deny that the kid was. But I, he had a pit pass. I'm like, fuck it, Coke. Yeah. I don't care. I said, don't die. Because <laughs> at that point, I think Rage Against the Machine was on. Oh, shit. And they were in, right in the middle of killing in the name of. Oh. And I'm like, <laughs> see yeah. ya. Have fun with that. Have fun with that, you little shit. But yeah, the uh, there were there were other fights. Like, I got punched in the face by and, and fish-eyed fish hooked in my eye by a golden glove boxer jesus um i think that's the story i was thinking the, yeah, about that's the story that that's like the the one that when people ask i'm like oh yeah i got i got assaulted by a golden glove boxer um there was one guy so the the head of security at yeah. the time these butts these butts barbecue yeah the head of security at the time uh, was a, a very large guy, not fat, just massive. Took up a lot of real estate. And he wore a ring with a lion's head on it. Like, it stuck off of his finger. Mm-hmm. And he wore this ring, and at the end of every, almost every concert night, he'd sit there with a toothpick and he'd be picking shit out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Because he had punched somebody several that's times. That's disgusting. Yeah. And uh, this, that's the same guy who told me that I had to go get water for Dave Matthews. Um, but he, uh, he snatched up that golden glove boxer faster than I've seen anybody snatch anybody up before in their life. And then immediately threw him to the ground and had him pinned until the cops came and put cuffs on the guy. And he's like, you want to press charges? I'm like, no. He's like, how's your face? I'm like, it hurts. It hurts. I yeah. mean, I did, I, I kind of did it to myself. Like we were trying to get the guy to calm the fuck down. I jumped on his back tried to put him in a chokehold. No. But not knowing the dude was, you know, ten times stronger than I was because he literally fish hooked me <laughs> with his right eye, with his right hand in my left eye and pulled me uh, over his shoulder. Fuck. Yeah. Like, my eye was bruised. Like, it hurt like hell. I was lucky I didn't, like, lose my eye. But, yeah, and then he also punched me in the side of the face. Not hard, thankfully, but enough to make me see stars and Tweety Bird. <laughs> But it was just like a, like that whole night was just a clusterfuck of. Was this the Lilith Fair concert still? No, that was, that might have been Tom Petty. Wow. Yeah, like I was at one of Tom Petty, like the last, well, I was going to say one of his last concerts. That's not true. Um, one of his tours, like I think it was Mary Jane, like the, it was one of oh, the last dance with Mary, Mary Jane. Jane and, yeah. 
uh, fly, you know, learning to fly. Mm. That stuff, that was, those were his Into big the great hits. wide open. Yeah. And we were up in the, up in the upper parking lot, and that's where... Where was this venue at again? Burgettstown, Pennsylvania. It used to be called Starlake Amphitheater, and then it was the Coca-Cola Amphitheater, and then it was the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette Amphitheater, and then who knows what it is now. It, keeps, it kept changing names. Um, but I'm trying to think of some of the other shit that we got into there. Like for Fish Concerts, it was... Um, Multiple, you see, so, yeah. So the, they handed the, out gloves, uh, like latex, like not just your regular old like to like, the wrist, like latex. shark proof. Le- no, like elbow, like inseminating a fucking cow oh, gloves. That's kind of like, that's mildly like concerning. Jerk off the bull and then shove the, your hand oh. in the cow, like elbow high gloves. Was they there, didn't want anybody touching anybody. The these people. Like it was, well, it was everybody. Yeah, well, I mean, that's what was it like? These people were going to be sweating, and dirty, dirty. They may, you know, we had last year some guy got he was in contact with acid, mm. not acid that burns like LSD. Yeah, that like acid. he got high. Like one of the employees got high as shit because he grabbed a guy and he oh. was like just soaked in acid, soaked in like sweaty acid, and he got. Sounds like a bad time. Yeah, and I was just like, I don't want to fucking do that. And then you walk over, and I'm like, no, no, don't fucking touch it. I put my hand on it. Like, Get away from me. You dirty hippie. Dirty fucking hippie. You smell like patchouli oil and B.O. <laughs> and it, it took a good, I mean, they when, whenever that concert happened, because like the next day you'd have to go, the next day you'd go get your paycheck. So you got paid for every, it wasn't like weekly, you just got paid per show. Oh, interesting. So, which was nice. So yeah. the next day I drive up and they're like power washing everything. everything. Like you just have a crew See, of power washing. I guess there. I've never thought about that. That's like, that, that is a concern. Like if yeah. people are just, people are uh, yeah. A friend of mine told me about, he went to some concert. I don't remember what it was, but he said some guy was going around with a water gun that had acid in it and spraying people. Yeah, I mean, I've, and, I, he, I, and, I, and I've, yeah, I've never done acid, but I guess it's mildly terrifying. Like, if you're trip, if you're tripping, but you don't know you're tripping. Yeah. yeah. Like when you start seeing flying eyeballs. And yeah. All kinds of other goofy shit. But yeah, it was just like they were just power washing everything down, getting ready for the next concert. But I had a, I mean, I had a lot of good times working there. I mean, I had a lot of good bootleg T-shirts. Hmm. Because that's primarily what we focus, what my team focused on was bootleg T-shirts. Just stopping guys from bootleg. Like we'd walk the, we'd walk around in the the woods in the surrounding area, because that's where the bootleggers would hide their shirts. Oh. And we'd take all the shirts, and then we'd go put them in someone's car. That would suck coming back to your stash, and it's and fucking it's gone. Fucking gone. Yeah, and then we'd lie to the bootleggers and tell them we didn't take their stash, but they needed to give us half of whatever they had on. <laughs> And we'd let them sell the other half of it. And he's like, I only got 10 shirts left. I'm like, well, give I me guess five. you got five now. Give me five and I'll let you sell those other five. Man, I'm just trying to make a living. I'm like, yeah, yeah me so too. am I. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm going to go sell these shirts. And I, we, well, we gave them away. We'd like hand them all out to everybody in security and then yeah. we'd send the rest. They all get sent off the incinerator. Um, one guy tried to tell us his shirts were legit. These are legit shirts. I'm like, then why the fuck is this? Is the artist name spelled wrong? Yeah. Man, I was told these were legit. I'm like, yeah, as you were picking them up from some guy on the corner in downtown Pittsburgh. Yeah. Yeah, super legit. No, no, uh, no name tags or uh, the what do you call it? 
They were missing the G in Wu-Tang. It was the Wu-Tang Clan. Wu-Tang Clan. <laughs> they ain't nothing to fuck with. The, I think the funniest slash most interesting artist I worked with was uh, Marshmallow. Oh, yeah? He had to sign an NDA. This is back before he took his helmet off. Um, had to sign an NDA. He was very cool, but like... I can. It, it's like knowing what he looks like before he took his helmet off is like I, I get it because he's just like this nondescript white dude like even if you look at his picture now on the internet like he's just this nondescript yeah. white dude so it's like you could figure out like it, you, you would never know who he was because he just he would blend in but it was me Mo but it he was, was um, oh, no, it was uh, Will uh, Will Ferrell didn't you ever see that no he was at I think MTV Music Awards and like he took off the helmet and it was Will Ferrell <laughs> they had a bunch of celebrities do that shit didn't they I, I don't With remember him? but um, yeah. it was easy to figure out though because he used to go under a different DJ name it was Dot Com before oh. he became Marshmallow um, very similar sound but yeah. the Marshmallow sound evolved from his original iteration is dot com. I miss Daft Punk. They had a good run, man. They were around a lot longer than I realized because the first time I heard them was like in the late 90s, like 97, 98. Yeah. And um, it never dawned on me like that around the world is that old until I was watching something. I was like, yeah, that around the world album is 30 years old now. And I'm like, no, no, yeah. no, like that one Canadian guy. No way. No way. Yeah, it was the yeah Daft Punk and I mean Fatboy Slim's still around. Yeah, but he's not as big as he used to be. No, he's still um, Chemical I, Brothers. I watched. Uh, there's this uh, on YouTube. There's this channel called Circle. I think C I R C L E. Okay. And uh, he did Fatboy Slim did a. It's like all the all the videos are like one hour, but it's like a one hour DJ set of him in this like tower like somewhere in Europe but it like goes up and down but it rotates too oh that make me fucking vomit but I mean it's not going like super fast it's like really slow you know and it comes up and down but is and that worse though well no you, you don't really pay, you can't really pay attention you don't really notice until like you actually you notice the horizon uh, okay. changing so it's like really gradual and they have all like these I think they're using Sony cameras, actually, like Sony uh, S4s or something. Okay. And they're just, like, positioned, and there's, like, a couple guys walking around with them. And it's, you know, a, a direct audio feed, so you're getting the sound straight from the DJ booth. And they actually, and there's, like, people in there just dancing around and shit and having a good old time. So they're actually pretty cool if you're into, like, DJ culture, like, style sets. But if you like Fatboy Slim, like, you'll like that one. Yeah, I, I mean, I was, I was a fan back then. I used to listen to a lot of, like... That big house room music house, and yeah. EDM and whatever techno, what everybody. Yeah, calls back techno. when that, uh, like the big room stuff, like uh, like Fatboy Slim, uh, yeah. Chemical Brothers, uh, like Tiesto. Yeah, uh, um, it's uh, Prodigy. Yeah, Prodigy. Uh, I was, I love Prodigy. I want all about smacking my bitch up. <laughs> Remember uh, one of the open announcements uh, when Sam Briggs came out to smack my pitch up? <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> I would like to go like to one of their shows, like in the their peak era, their peak per commercial era, like yeah. in the '90s, when all that big room house was like hitting the radio. Firestarter. Like, yeah, I would have loved to have gone to like to, to that that living off the fat of the land, like that record. I would have loved to have gone to a show 
from that era, but I was living in Japan at the time. But, I mean, I just can imagine what that shit was like, you know. I'm sure it was insane. You know, that and like what my life with the Thrill Kill Cold. And, uh, oh, I forgot about them. There was so much shit that I used to listen to that I don't, yeah. like, I don't even know. Like, I don't, I don't remember anymore, like, what it was or who. But I've got, C- burn, I've got CDs, like, stacks and stacks of, the like, burn CDs, CDs yeah. that I used to get from Napster. I found a mini-disc of a, it was, I remember it was the last show I did before I left Japan, before my son was born. Um, it was a trance a show that I did, and I recorded it on my mini-disc player. Yeah, that's how fancy I was back oh, then. Yeah. That, well, those mini disc players were more than a DVD. Yeah. Or a CD-ROM. There's a good um, documentary on um, YouTube about like why the mini disc player died, and it was essentially on Spotify. Oh. Which I never would have like connected those two things together, but. Yeah. It was Spotify a, was all was just it, they're a European company, right? Just Swedish. Swedish so yeah. the the last Malmo, uh, Sweden, is where I was at the last time I was in Sweden. Wait, yeah, wait, wait, no, no, North Shopping, North Shopping, yeah, North Shopping, Sweden was the last place to, that I that we had the World Championships there, and um, so I, you know, whenever I go there, I go to a place. You know, I like to have instead of a local restaurant, just try and learn about the city. Yeah. So that city, uh, Norshoping, is where Spotify was invented, and also the adjustable crescent wrench. Oh. <laughs> like, Dude. talk about two things that have changed the world. Right. Well, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> I was like, hold up, what? It's like, yeah, the adjustable wrench was invented here, and I was like, you, wow. Like, like that's just something that I've always had. Like, yeah, to, just, to, to think of it being invented, yeah, that's like have this wrench. Yeah, it's which, many wrenches. Which, which adjustable wrench, though? Like the crescent, the crescent, yeah, or the monkey, the cre- adjustable the crescent wrench. Pipe wrench. Yeah. So every year at the end of um, the World Championships, the host nation gives a gift to the country that's going to be doing the next World Championships. So that year, they gave him a crescent wrench that was wrapped in. Um, yellow and blue tape <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool mm. and it was actually part of their their logo so like there's a standard logo um, in the in the logo you're supposed to showcase like some sort of skyline okay. that's that's indicative of your country and then um, some sort of uh, totem or whatever so I remember one of them was this tower it's like the equivalent to like the um, Statue of Liberty in Sweden. Okay. And then there was like a crescent wrench in there, and I didn't understand. You didn't understand and, the crescent wrench? Yeah. He doesn't know what the crescent wrench means. <laughs> he doesn't know what to do with the three shells. Yeah. That's a. All restaurants are Taco Bell now. Actually, that would be kind of nice if all restaurants were Taco Bells. It'd make eating out a lot easier. <laughs> But only if. Uh, and then uh, for me- when it was in Mexico last year, the uh, Norway is obviously this year, and uh, they gave him a, a poncho and a big uh, sombrero. <laughs> See, and people say that that's racist. <laughs> no, but like, and so like for for us, like if we if we ever host a world championships, I think what I would give them is probably just a, like an AR-15 and, and a Chevy and some diabetes and some fucking Chevy truck. <laughs> 
No, but it would have to be something really campy and really stereotypical. So like, I don't know, like a cowboy hat and a bottle of bourbon or something. A big glass of McDonald's Coke. <laughs> McDonald's Coke, not not the regular Coke you get on the no, street. Not that. There's actually a, a whole thing about that. Speaking of. Yeah, I've, I didn't know that there were because. Uh, well. McDonald or Disneyland has their own formula. Well, it's not. It's not that it's, Coke says not. Coke doesn't say that McDonald's has their own formula, but they. It's how it's contained. So apparently Coke has guidelines for restaurants. Okay. Okay. And this is all hearsay at this point because I haven't I haven't seen or read the any of the articles. But there's so Coke recommends that you filter and chill the water before adding the syrup and that the syrup come from a stainless steel container, not a plastic bag in a box. And that's what McDonald's does. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay. So the the water's cold before the it mixes with the syrup, and then mm-hmm. the, the ice doesn't melt as fast, which retains the sugary the flavor, goodness okay. and, and everything else. And the stainless steel keeps it from leaching, basically, plasticky, leachy bullshit into the... Into the, into the thingy the, thing. Yeah, the thingy thing, the syrup. Okay. So and that's why Coke is better, because at McDonald's because usually if you get a Coke out of a bottle at a store it's tastes sitting different. there it tastes yeah. different if you get a Coke at another restaurant they're probably not using stainless because most places have they're just taking it out of the box their syrup, yeah the syrup comes in a plastic bag that's shoved in a box that yeah. sits on a on a rack and you just swap out boxes as needed and yeah so but apparently McDonald's does it to the recommended specs specs now whether that's the case or not but that's what I heard the other day. Because I was like, oh, I hate McDonald's. So, but I, Disneyland has their own formula, right? I don't know. I, I didn't know that Disneyland had. I now, thought they did. Now, I do know that they have, they used to, at Epcot, they had like a, before before that Coke machine that you could get that like you just punch all the buttons That freestyle in. machine or whatever yeah, they the call freestyle. it. They had something similar to that there before it was released anywhere else. Uh-huh. But I don't know if they I think have the first time own. I ever saw that was like in a movie theater. Yeah. That was some mind-blowing shit. Because I could get a cherry vanilla Coke. Get an orange cherry vanilla Coke. Yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that either. Sounds like Tootsie Rolls. Ugh. You don't like Tootsie Rolls? No, not uh, a Tootsie Roll person. The sugary candies I don't get into. So, up to 54 minutes, we were majority talking about music, so I guess now we're shifting to food. I mean, we just natural progression from Tootsie, from Tootsie Rolls to... Cotton candy, sweet and low. Sweet and low. <laughs> Let me see that Tootsie Roll. Yeah, I'm not a... That's 69, boys. <laughs> which, 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 was, which was 95 South. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that um, for quite some time. And then I also learned something the other day, thanks to the power of Instagram, that Cisco does not make any money off of the thong song. Because really? when he says that part about living La Vida Loca, um, he did not clear that with Ricky Martin's people. So they didn't come out and say like what the split was, but let's, but he said, <laughs> Cisco was like, let's just say they make a lot of money every time that song gets played. I'm gonna start playing that song. <laughs> just to, play. and it's just, to me, it's just funny because like sample clearing 
I mean, maybe because I'm a DJ and I'm very into hip hop music that I understand like how detrimental that can be to like your your dividends. Yeah. Because uh, what was uh, Oasis? Remember that group? Yeah. They, the brothers, they hate each other. Yeah, they got sued. For it wasn't. A, it was for. Well, it was a bittersweet symphony, but I don't know who they stole. They sampled that melody from, and um, they don't get any money from that song because they never cleared that sample. Oh. I mean, I can see that. I mean, we've this <laughs> this show has been warned several times for playing music on it by YouTube. On YouTube? You guys yeah. are on YouTube? Uh, the audio? Audio. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, like, one of the previous shows I was talking about, a guy named uh, Elwood, Prince Elwood the Third, I think it was his name, um, and he's, out of, he's a producer out of the North Carolina. But he put out a song called the, Par- er, the an album called The Perilous of Our Times, and one of the songs he samples from is from Sundown. The song's called Sundown, and he re- basically remade the song Sundown. Uh-huh. Um, and it's really good. And I was playing it on for Randy. On the show? As we were talking over it, yeah. And All we're right. talking over it just to, you know, so fair right stuff. And it, we got a warning from YouTube that they could not show the, they could not preview this or allow this to be shown to certain to minors well just to certain certain countries countries oh no that's different and i'm like all right no that, we've been warned i mean our, our one christmas episode got pulled see that's different but that's a takedown but yeah we got we had a takedown for that but we talked over one of those songs too well takedowns are completely different than warnings because like with the dj podcast that i do all the time we, we i always have to clear music so if you get a takedown that's that's bad yeah, because got, if you get three takedowns, you're done. Yeah, we got. We've. I think I've had two. So you're 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 on the edge. I'm living on the edge. That's where I'm at. <laughs> that's where I live. But the other one, just the copyright warning, like that's just a lot of it has to do with um, the rights in certain countries. Like oh. maybe that that label doesn't have rights or whatever. Because I get those all the time, and usually, like as long as it doesn't say that the rights are banned in the USA, then you can just go ahead and leave it on there. No, no I, I just leave them all up. We've, I think we've had, I think I've had two takedowns. Well, but like for me, like shows. I might be using music, like you know, like as we're talking about equipment or something oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. So it's kind, of, I can't just have it like muted. <laughs> no, I, and I, I get that part. Like I just, like the whole, like I understand. So the was it for the, was it Dominic the Christmas donkey? Yes. No, they didn't. They didn't specify because we did the, the top ten. Is that his name? Yeah, it was Dominic. Yeah, I had never heard that song. <laughs> you should ask Frank. Like, hey, you know Dominic? He's the Italian Christmas song. Yeah. Hee haw, hee haw. I had never heard that song. Yeah. Until you played that, and what was the other one that got? Uh, we had. Well, it was so. It was part of that. It was like uh, Christmas in Hollis with Run DMC. Yeah. Uh, there was one by Corey Taylor, who is the frontman for Slipknot. It was like Merry Fucking Christmas or something like that. Um, there was Dominic the Donkey. Um, you ever heard his commercial for Slipknot cereal? No. There's a Slipknot cereal. <laughs> you know, it's just a fake commercial. Oh. Every, every box has a has a has a cup of broken glass. Broke because broken glass is metal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that one up. 
Um, I can't remember who who else we did on that show, but they it was like copyright infringement, blah 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 blah, takedown. You know, we're we're taking down this, and I'm like, but what about like fair use and because all I, I you know I read you know I read about copyright infringement, whatever, yeah, and I get that, but I'm not sitting here playing the song in its entirety for someone to go like I'm playing. 10 to 15 seconds of the best part of the song while we're talking over it. To, you know, and it's obviously yeah, like, you know, that, eat I, that. shit because you guys, like, there's all these different, like, Marvel and Star Wars and music review sites and they all play music and they all talk over it and they're not getting taken down. And that's all, and, like, it, and they, they claim like all Like copyrighted fair music? Yeah. Like, they, well, so if you show a, a video on YouTube of something from Star Wars or a Marvel, that's copyright infringement. Okay. Necessarily. I mean, you're showing a portion of a movie or a show. So by YouTube's... Definition. Definition. That's copyright infringement. But these guys show those and they talk over them about... Da, 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 and they're not even talking about the scene that they're even showing half the time. They're just talking about <laughs> the actor or the character in that video. So it's just like... But why aren't you taking that shit down? That's copyright infringement. They're only showing 15 seconds. I'm playing 15 seconds of music and talking over it simultaneously. Well, that's because you're not verified, dude. Wow. You don't have 15,000 followers. They can verify these nuts. <laughs> Got him! Yeah, I've been fortunate enough to not ever have been faced with that. But there's some shows it's, that we do where it's like... Um, we do a pick three series. Yeah. Where it's not like the top three or the best three. It's just you just pick three from this particular avenue of music, like best three um, hip hop tracks, or, or pick three hip hop tracks, or pick three um, Halloween themed tracks. <laughs> when I did that one, my number one was the um, song called Goodbye Horses from when, from Signs of Lambs and Buffalo Bills doing uh, that dance. Jesus. <laughs> That's awesome. Nobody knows that song, but as soon as you, if, you, if I just told you the name of it, like, you don't know that song, yeah, well, but as soon as you what? hear it, you're like, da, da, na, and people start cringing, yeah. Rubbing nipples, <laughs> tucking, tucking penis. Yeah, it's, so, we went from music to food, now we're back to music. Yeah. Um, oh, but anyway, so what I, what we would do is, like, um, all three of us would pick five songs, and then we'll record, you know, like 30 seconds of each song and then run it through YouTube first. Okay. And then um, it'll say like, you know, this song, you know, copyright. It'll it'll say like block or strike or whatever oh. if you publish this. Okay. So that's how we kind of set ourselves up to not get taken down. Uh, see, this happens automatically through Podbean. The, the posting to YouTube is an automatic part yeah. of the publishing process. But like I said, we, we screen it first. Yeah. And then, um, whichever ones don't make the cut, then we um, pull those. And we pull those out and just add in going. whatever we want instead. Because it, 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 I'm curious as to how some DJs, where all they do is just sample other people's shit. Oh, they clear that shit. Not everybody. So, clearing that. It, it, but it depends what you're doing. So, like, if I'm playing like at a CrossFit comp, and I'm sampling and shit like that, no, I'm, I'm obviously playing other people's music. Right. Um, that's different. But if I'm like, if my intention is to make a mix and monetize all that, then I have to then get you have it to clear that. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, that's the other thing. Like, I'm not monetizing off of this this show. This is. But like with with music, like if you're like like that whole Cisco thing, yeah, you have to get that shit cleared, um, and you make an agreement to whatever beforehand. Yeah. But like the whole thing with Cisco is like that song was blowing the fuck up, so they were like, "All right, motherfucker, we want half." <laughs> you said "Live in La Vida Loca." <laughs> One too many times. You said you spoke Spanish. Yeah. Now you know yes.